on Sky Sports Radio. You're listening to Racing HQ. Racing HQ. And now, a complete analysis of the form for today's major New South Wales race meetings. It is Queen Bean today as our only New South Wales venue, and we're looking forward to chatting with Graham White. Graham, hello, mate. G'day, Dave. How are you? Very good. We're going to try and chat with the track manager at Queen Bean, but um, maybe you can give us a bit of an update. What's happening with that track, mate? Well, it's a soft five, Dave. They've had a little bit of rain over there, but it's um, pretty good. It's a nice clear day. I'm just heading over there today now, and it's uh, going to be a temperature's about the low 20s, but a soft five. Normally, leaders are suited, but uh, we'll just see how it plays out. But our first race due to go about 2.10, and seven of the best there at Queen Bean today. Okay, all right. Uh, and what about yourself, mate, before we get into Queen Bean? We spoke yesterday, so there's a little presentation happening today for you. Is there? Yeah, well, um, you let me know about that, Is Dave. there? Turn it up. You would know. I, I read it on the uh, New South Wales Country. Now, that article, where was that? That was I saw that. I wasn't playing tricks. The New South Wales Country Racing website. Yeah, they did a story on me, but I don't know about any presentation. But anyway. Well, hang on. Let me, let me, let's find out. Let's find out because I don't want to give you a bum steer. By the way, I've got to give uh, a huge rap to this website, the New South Wales Country and... Um, and picnicracing.com.au. That's the website that did the story on you? That's right, Graham. yeah, Jeff. Yeah. And who runs that website, Graham? Uh, Jeff Hansen. Jeff. So well, I want to give Jeff a big rap, and I encourage everyone out there who uh, obviously has access to a internet, computer, phones, etc., to go to Jeff's website because he does a lot of stories uh, with yourself, a lot of country participants, the Kosciuszko, the Big Dance, the, a lot of the picnic stories as well. And it's fantastic. It's New South Wales Country and Picnic Racing.com.au. And I suggest uh, yeah, everyone jump on there and have a look. It's great. And here it is, your article. I'm having a look at this. Now, um, I swear that in this article, I read that there was a, something happening at Queen Bean today. Sorry if I've given you a bum steer, Whitey. That's all good, Dave. It's no problem. Um, in this article, though, it, sp- it spoke about how you started at Win TV and obviously you were uh, acting chief of staff and doing your role at Sky. So you've, you've done a lot. Uh, you cover a lot of ground when it comes to racing. Yeah, 40 years to go today, Dave. I started at the Daily Advertiser. I was um, based at 17 and uh, just finished year 11, and the opportunity came up to start a cadetship there. So started there, and um, after about three years, I was promoted to a role that was um, well above my age when uh, the late, great Ted Ryder passed away. So I filled in and did Ted's job. And, um, yeah, the um, technology wasn't about then, what it is now there was no mobile phone so there was a lot of night shifts when you could contact people but it gave you a good basis to start with and started uh, doing a lot of different sports but predominantly um, harness racing and racing then branched out into rugby league and oh, everything really Australian football and then I moved across to Win TV about 20 years later and um, I was doing a bit of jockey management a little bit of work for Sky Racing then and then moved into the harness racing role for uh, about 10 years it was and then uh, came back to Sky Racing about two years ago. Sensational. And, mate, uh, I asked you yesterday the best uh, thing you did on a racetrack, and you mentioned a, a Wagga Cup victory. What was that again? Yeah, that's probably the most emotional day I've seen at a track. Um, that was back in 1990, Mill Court winning the uh, Wagga Cup for Wall Bowdage, and um, the uh, owner's daughter, uh, Bob Tyak, was the owner, and his daughter, Yasmin, was... Um, uh, fighting uh, a battle with cancer and um, yeah just to see the emotion on that day is something I, I will never forget and you know you have your sad days as well I was at Corowa the day um, it was just yeah a lot of things you see the day Adrian Ledger um, died in a race fall there that was sad um, but you see a lot of highs too all these carnivals that you've got now uh, Richard Freer was a great trainer in my day back 
back when he was at his peak, um, he trained about 115 winners in a season. And I can tell you back then, a lot of times there was only races a couple of days a week, not like now. And he, he'd basically go and support a lot of those meetings and they wouldn't have stood up without the presence of his horses. And uh, for him to do that, he, he, you know, he had some great horses like a Falcon and all those sort of horses. And um, that was the year when like a Falcon ran very close up there in the Melbourne Cup that EI was on. And he had all these problems trying to get the horse to Melbourne. And um, I, I remember another time Greg Childs rode five winners on a Wagga Cup day and he won the Cup on Fleet Dancer. Uh, that's probably the best effort I've seen at a Wagga Cup carnival. Although Danny Beasley, I've sort of fairly well matched that with his five um, last year. He didn't win the Cup, of course, but um, yeah, a lot of highs, Dave. It's it's been a, a fantastic ride, and um, they're very glad to be a part of the great industry. Great stuff, um, Whitey. The the best horse you've seen? Well, I'd have to say the best horse I've seen race in our area was Takeover Target. He had his second start at Wagga. He won his first race at Queanbeyan. And I can still see him walking around the parade. I actually remember that day they actually paraded the opposite way for some reason. And I had a look at the size of this horse, and I, I said to one of the um, one of the stewards, I think it was, I said, "Oh, what's this horse from over your way?" And he said, oh, "I bolted in a Queenbeyan the other day. He was pretty impressive." And I remember looking up. There was six last start winners in the race, of which he was one of them. And I remember looking up the tips that night, and I put him in to run second. And there was about five or six other tipsters and one other tipster put him in to run third. And I thought, geez, if we only we knew then what we know now. Um, and he went on to greatness, yeah. So he's the best horse I've seen. But Greenridge was a real favourite of everyone's and he was certainly a favourite of mine. He was a grey horse trained by David Haywood. Uh, seemed like every jockey that was around at the time won on him. Grant McCarthy won a lot of races on him. And he won about 43 races and he was just a, yeah, he was just a phenomenal horse. And Carvalin was another great horse that won a... A lot of races over at Gundagai, and the day you won the Snake Gully Cup there for the locals is a day I remember pretty well as well. What What about the best jockey you've seen, Graeme? Oh, there's been some great ones. Um, Graeme Powell was very strong in his day. Um, there's been a lot of them. Alan Fitzgerald with the backing of the freest stable, Dale Broadfoot, and we've had a lot of good apprentices, especially in recent times, come through here. Tyler Schiller out of Young and Timmy Clark out of Young as well, started off with Peter Clancy and yeah, they'd be some of the more prominent ones in recent times. But you sort of forget some of the others, Dave. But there's been so many good ones. Uh, Ken Sweeney was another great trainer for many, many years. And there's been um, a, a lot of good horses, a lot of good trainers, jockeys, and a lot of success, like the Tates from Gundagai. We, we have James Tate on all the time. His family's had phenomenal success from their place there uh, just outside of Gundagai, you know, with Tie the Knot and the likes of that. So uh, it's just a great industry and um, it's been great to be a part of it for all those years. All right, and before I uh, let you get into the preview, I was thinking about this uh, this morning. If there was a book on Graham White for the last 40 years, what would it be called? What's the title? Oh, but right, Dave, you put me on the spot. Um, What's the title? Oh, the, you know, yeah. the, you're, you're releasing the uh, autobiography, G. White. Got it. What's the title? Uh, I would do it exactly the same again. I would do it exactly the same again. There you go. Uh, let's get into it. The first at uh, Queen Bee today is at 10 past two. And sorry, mate. I legitimately was reading that article. I thought they're going to have a presentation for you today. A nice <laughs> bottle of claret. Say a few words. But, um, well, surely someone from uh, Queen Bee can duck down to BWS and get something sorted for Whitey. Uh, the first at Queen Bee $1.90 here uh, for the Lehman Stable, the favourite, the two. Yeah. 
Yeah, lady to guys. I like it, Dave. Uh, placed second in a couple of starts. The last run at Nara was really good, beating 2.8. She was an $8 chance, but much, much shorter today. But uh, looks hard to beat this five-year-old mare. So she's only lightly raised. She owes the owners a win for sure. But I've gone her way in the first. Uh, the nine here I thought could run a decent race. Mike Petrovic, these horses that are trained over at Queanbeyan, always hard to beat. Coming off a third in a recent trial there at Queanbeyan. Had a couple of starts. They were okay. Uh, the eight jukebox money gets the blinkers on for the first time for Rex Colt here. Uh, best recent run was the third there at Gundagai back in August behind Soul Lady. The second horse has won a race since. And the other one is uh, the three swift shot prepared over there by Joe Cleary. He's only had the one start. Did run eighth at its debut there at Goulburn and has been off the scene since August. So it's had a bit of time to get over that. And on its home track today from a suitable draw with Jess Taylor aboard, it should be quite prominent. So... Two nine eight and three. We go to race number two. This one at uh, ten to three. Your favourite here at two fifteen is Agony Art. Well, we lost South of India and uh, RDB shooting for four in a, in a row here with young Jade McKenzie on. Of course, this horse was Jade's first winner at Queanbeyan back there on January six. Aaron Clark with a winner of a highway the other day. Be hard to beat, but I, I just thought Agony Art was the way to go. Uh, Matthew Carl, very experienced jockey. He'll get the best out of this horse who's trained on the track was pretty good winning their last start by two lengths. That was back on January 6th and had been working up to that win before with a few placings. So I like it from RDB, never raced better. And when you look at the two of them, it's won four races from 13 and there's Agony's Art, who's just won the one race so far. So a little bit to line up there. Uh, the six, I thought it would be quite prominent as well. Norris finally got the job done there at Gundigai at start number 16 last start. Wasn't a bad run and it's got the speed to lead if needed. And the three's the other one here that I thought could uh, run a decent race. Emphatic Bell for Denham Wine. I'm coming down from uh, Wyong today with a couple of chances. It's a last start winner in a class one at Tari. That form's pretty good because um, my mum's toy boy had beat home there and it's won since. So that form's pretty good. Five, one, six and three. Let's go to race uh, number three on the card. Uh, your favourite here at 2.30 is Red Redemption. Welcome, Dave. Today be the day. This is another one for Aaron Clark. We had a bit of a joke around Aaron and myself the other day. I called into his place and he said, oh, this horse will be having its 26th start at Queanbeyan. He's won almost 50,000. Well, I hope for Aaron and the connections today he can get a win. Start number 26. He looks well-placed today. He definitely looks the one. The opposition's not overly strong. So he's coming off a second there at his latest start behind Mandalong Stars. Jukebox Jimmy, an improved effort last start, went third in the same race behind Red Redemption. So has a little bit of ground to make up off that. The eight, which is Oyoko, gets the blinkers on for the first time. Just had the one run back for the Matthew Dale stable when it was well beaten there at Maria. And the two guard, uh, it was due to go around at Maria the other day, but it was a late scratching. It's probably never raced better, but it's another one who's had plenty of chances. Uh, a couple of recent runs have included a second at Queanbeyan at its latest appearance there. So four, three, eight and two. All right, so we go to race number four on the card, Whitey. Uh, your favourite here, 3.30, Oh Explosive. Yeah, well, it's got decent enough form for this sort of a race. The uh, Baker Stable's um, making a bit of a habit of winning these races out in the country. It only had the one start and ran last at Gosford, but it's had a couple of trials since, and the latest one was a fourth behind Winston Hills, and it won the other day there at Kembla Grange. So the form's okay, but I just thought Forbidden Tycoon might be the way to go. Gets the blinkers on for the first time for its debut. Louise Day was aboard when it ran second behind the main event in a trial at Kembla Grange. Uh, the main event tri- uh, raced the other day at Maria and ran second on debut. So that form's OK. So we'll go with Forbidden Tycoon from the 4-0 Explosive. The 7, Queen Maxima. 
a much improved run last start when second at Queen Bean behind Agony Art. So we'll get a look at it earlier. Even its run before that when fifth behind Promising Prospect was quite good. And I thought the two, another first starter for the Beyond Baker Stable, Canadian Express by Vancouver, has had two trials. The latest was pretty solid when second at Rose Hill behind Merchant Empire. So three horses on debut, a couple in blinkers. We'll line it all up on the day. Three, four, seven, and two. Okay, race five, and uh, this one has a favourite of three dollars. Magic Stella. Yeah, this is one of the uh, heats of the rising stars. So we've got a lot of the uh, top apprentices from across the country coming down to right here. Uh, Magic Stella. I'm going to go for Denham Wynum's other runner today with um, young Anna Roper aboard. Uh, what a great career she's had so far. It only seems like yesterday she won the very first ride. At Gundagai, and here she is with over 100 winners since. This horse was successful at Gosford a few runs ago. Last run at Tari was okay, only beat 1.4. So it's the one for mine. Nine Mandalong Stars, as I said, was pretty good at its latest start. Now, a few of these horses that are racing earlier come out of the same race, Red Redemption and Jukebox Jimmy. So we'll see how that form stands up. But finally got there at start number 10 last start. For Tiger Town, one on debut and a much improved run last start when able to run second at Canberra behind Outsmarted. And the five, which is Augusta Moon, it's another one who was able to win there at Wagga last start, defeating Shall We Play. That form's not too bad, and it's only lightly raced. One, nine, four, and five. Okay, race number six on the card at 20 past. Uh, that's uh, 20 past five. Galaxy Rain here, 340. Yeah, well, we did lose uh, one of those horses in uh, Pink Panther, who was right in the market, of course, so... Um, I've swung around to Galaxy Rain with the scratchings. Um, it, this horse was really good last start. It was hard to believe it hadn't won a race before this, the way it went, but it did finally at start number 18. It was really dominant, raced up on the speed, a really good ride by Jean Van Overmeer. He's on it again today, inside draw, and it's trained on the track. So Galaxy Rain from Lepo is also trained over there, my, Mike Petrovic. Its only win was at, uh, oh, sorry, it's won three, but its most recent win was at Queenby and defeating Ferrari Man. So that form's pretty good. Uh, the four fudge finally got their last start, albeit narrowly uh, able to win there at Maria. And the other one, that form's okay because uh, the third horse has won since. And the three, Aaron Sione, consistent little horse, never too far away from the action and has finished in the top four since winning at the Sapphire Close. Seven, eight, four and three. All right. Uh, and we go to uh, the lucky last. So up to race number seven on the card. Your favourite here at 210, Super Vogue. A lot said about this horse. Yeah, well, you've got to put it on top. What a um, what a trial, Dave. You know, you don't see many horses coming out to uh, Queanbeyan that have run second in a trial behind one of Australia's best gallopers, do you? So, uh, yeah, this horse ran home behind Alligator Blood, and he was really impressive in doing so. So he's come down here uh, with the connections, keen to get a win on board, Tommy Berry riding it. So it's all been said this morning. He should win off what we saw at the trials. The one will uh, give a good account of itself, Pretty Vegas. Got a lot of speed. Draws out wide, but I don't think that'll be a bad thing today. Uh, Ruby um, Scott knows this horse quite well. The seven has to go in there somewhere, uh, which is Picasso coming off that last start win at Canberra. That was the first win of its four-star career. And the five's the other one as well, which is Dula Teela. Been racing consistently. Last couple of runs in Sydney and should find this a lot easier. So nine, one, seven and five. All right, gee, our listeners, what about this? Uh, please don't tip... Dave or Whitey, this horse in the last, you guys could stop anything. Super Vogue, dear, oh dear. We got to <laughs> T-Berry. Where was the last time T-Berry rode at Queen Bee Inn? You have to get the, uh, the stats. We'll yeah, we'll have to ask him, Dave. Now, uh, Quaddy, <laughs> you don't sound so enthusiastic about asking. Uh, Quaddy and Best Pets, Whitey. 
I'm enthusiastic. I'm just listening. You know, just taking what the, some of these people put on social media. That's all. Oh, what about they're they're on the text line here saying Dave and Whitey don't tip Super Vogue, fair income. So what uh, what do you like for your quadium best? Okay, Dave. Uh, race one, I like Lady De Guys, and then uh, race seven. Here we go, Super Vogue. So they're my best two oh. uh, for the for the quaddie today. Three, four, seven, and two. The second leg, one, nine, four, and five. Seven, eight, four, and three, and then in the last we'll go nine and one. And Dave, why I think of it, you were talking there about our mate Marlow before mm. about uh, with the golf. There's a horse racing today that I'm pretty sure he's uh, not just coming down to bring Tommy down, but in race five, oh, no. number eight, I'm sure he's going to back that. It's called Shoot Him Straight. Oh, for the Clark Stable at 81's Tegan Martin. Yeah, well, after his golf performance the other day, you might want to have something on that, mate. I wouldn't even put him on me, me, uh, <laughs> my balcony at the moment, Marlo. Too scared. <laughs> you, you couldn't pay the insurance. Eighty-one dollars. <laughs> shoot him straight. Fair dinkum. Uh, no, but he is driving down. He drove down, or he's driving a little bit later on. So we we tried to make contact with him, but he's leaving at one o'clock to get to Queen Bean. So there you go. We'll probably have dinner down there. Why do you actually get him to shout? Because he has been going pretty good on the punt. Good on him. Good on him. He's backed a few winners, so it's good to see. Mate, um, enjoy the day. Congratulations as well on 40 years, mate. Thanks, Dave. You have a great day too. Cheers, mate. Graham White this morning on Racing HQ. It's 23 past 10.